Welcome along to the Understarters Orders podcast. Here, Racing Telf back from the dead, it seems. Uh, not been here for a while, not been here since Cheltenham. Uh, it's been a long, long time coming. Uh, we're back tonight. Me and Mr. M Red himself. It's Steve. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, his mic's gone off. Nope. <laughs> Can't hear Stephen. He's gone again. No, I think he's going to have to try leaving and coming back again like we always do, Steve. We're going to have to get you a microphone, buddy. I think that's the thing we're going to have to send you on in the post. We'll get there eventually. We are here tonight. Uh, we're here tonight to talk about um, the new, new Newcastle, the new market card this week, which is the Crave meeting. We're really looking forward to discussing it. Steve is a big flat man, aren't you, Steve? <laughs> I can hear you, but you've got to talk loud, mate, yeah. and talk that direction. Yep, it's gone again. It's gone again. The mic has gone. You can hear me, can't you? Yeah, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, it's not working, buddy. Can you hear me? I can I can hear you, but I can hear you a little bit, but not loud enough. How about now? That's a lot better. Okay, let's do this with a slanted. Yeah. Speaker system might be sort of thing. Sorry, you have to bear with us. I've not been on for a while. No, we haven't, have we? Let's just kick things off, mate, because we've got four four races we're going to look at this week, plus our best bets of the week uh, coming up at uh, Newmarket. We've also got some uh, horses to follow. Andy sent something to me. I've got some, and so has Steve. He's got some. We'll talk through those at the end as well. Uh, but we'll kick things off with the first race that we're going to look at tomorrow, which is the Earl of Sefton. The Earl of Sefton's at 3.35 tomorrow at Newmarket. And, you know, it's attracted a, a quite a decent field, I think, this time, Steve, hasn't it, really? you got poker face in there who's um, short price now. Well, not short. Drifted out a bit now to 2-1 to one there on William Hill. A um, bit short on experience, but, you know, has to prove it in this company. Plenty of potential, though, you'd say, with Poker Face. Um, Ottoman Fleet, who's been out in Dubai, run, been running credible races there, run on the, has won on this rolling mile and has to hold a chance here. Reach for the Moon was one time a massive derby hope, wasn't it? Um, he's sporting first-time blinkers and sees Frankie return to the saddle here for John and Thady Gosden. Blue Trailer was impressive in Dubai last time. Has to prove it probably in this company. Radabag, who's come back over to Britain from got Johnny Murter. He got two wins out of him over there. He's been gelded. He's stepping up in trip for the first run here. Ma Massa Kayla's in there for Andrew Baldin at 14 to 1, who's got who's long odds. You know, he was long odds in last year's derby, and that was a good run, but he didn't build on that. He could be one that's overpriced. And then you've got the other two in the field who are rounding out the uh, in, them there, uh, epic poet for Freddie and Martin Mead, who, you know, has to translate this one from France. He could be anything, but it could be a finding mission tomorrow. And intelligent, you know, has to start somewhere, but I think the Hunt Cup could be on um, that horse's cards going forward to Royal Ascot. Steve, where do you want to start here with these? For a few days, aren't they? They're coming back from the wilderness. Uh, like I said, reached for the moon. He was he was at post folk for the derby last year. Whether it, he was a decent two-year-old, he ran in the champagne stakes and races like that. But I think with the with the queen being ill last year, and obviously with what happened, it was there was a lot of hype around the race, and obviously it never materialised. And uh, 
when the Royal Meeting came around, this was spoken about as the main sort of Royal horse for the meeting. And he fluffed his lines again. He ran behind Claymore, who's a, who's a decent animal in his own right. But if Rich for the Moon was anywhere near what they thought he would have been, he would have been he would have been winning. I think it was the Hampton Court or something like that. But yeah, uh, he then went to France, finished sixth. Where it was a strange sort of race. He missed a break and they hurried him up to get. He's got a lot more questions to answer. Uh, the fact they keep him in training as a four-year-old, um, they're starting this early. One or two things. Maybe they're going to try and find that quickly, whether it's worth persevering or, or they could have an author who's had his issues and now is ready to go. You know, as a four-year-old, he's still, he's still pretty pretty unexposed, I suppose, when you think he's only run five times. Like it's a blue trail. He's got he's got the advantage of having run in Dubai a couple of times. So it should be a problem for him. Whether he's up to the level, I personally have my own doubt. Um, Austin Fleet was, was another one to talk about in Derby terms last year, running a couple of trials. Um, bit one pace for me. Um, he seems to be in the van, but doesn't seem to be able to get the job done. Uh, Masakola was one of the fastest finished horses in the Derby. Finished fourth. His form was very, very in and out. As a, as a two year old, he looked like a really good animal. We um, had a couple of runs behind Bayside Boy, who uh, in the end, won the QE2 at Royal Ascot over a mile. Uh, at the time, I remember when we thought we had, we thought we had two really good two-year-olds on our hands, and yeah. we turned out to be okay in the end. It was a bit of a shock when he won at 41 at Ascot. And I think, I think they're still, still, still trying to find out what's going on. Because after the derby, I think he ran in the Bahrain Trophy where he didn't run very well. And he's, he's one of those, he wouldn't, it wouldn't shock you at six teams, but I think his form at Newmarket is a bit iffy. Um, which brings you down to poker face, really. Um, he's a two to one shot. He's the least experienced in the field. Uh, he's experience wise at this level as well. He's got the least experience, but the way he won at Pontefract on soft ground on his last run was really, really impressive. Um, he beat an horse called Reach, who I was really keen on that day at, at Pontefract. And, he put them to bed really, really quickly. He's, he has a high cruise speed. He can do it from the front or behind. I think Ryan will try and go off and tag the rail. And the ground is similar. It's soft. Uh, I don't see another horse getting near it, to be honest with you, Chris. Yeah, what's, what's your thinking surrounding the blinkers then for Reach for the Moon, buddy? Uh, maybe wasn't putting it all in. I don't know. You know, I think he's falling back a bit. Yeah, but maybe maybe I think he wasn't putting it all in last year. I don't know. The two yeah. runs, he was beating the Heron at Sandland, and then and, and then the the Royal Ascot race on the Um uh, He did have he did have hiccups before his seasonal thing. So. Yeah. It just might have been a, it might have been a matter of him just not being ready last year. Maybe they've sharpened him up and they want to they want to crack on first time up and see what he's made of. Yeah. All right. Cheers for that state. Uh, so what would be your selection for that one? I, I'm going to go for a bit one, a little left fielder. I, I like blue trail in this one uh, for James Royal and Charlie Appleby in that one. Um, I thought he was impressive in Dubai. It looked like he'd come forward from the, the run prior to that in Dubai. And I think he maybe he has a bit to prove in this company, but you know, I think at nine to one, he'd be running into a place there. And that's what I, that's the angle I'd be going for because I'm, I, while Poker Face has looked impressive, and like you said, the, the 
the run at Pontefract, you know, that was quite taking, really. But I think it's just too short for me in this kind of field. And you are getting the three places here. So I'll be looking at something like Blue Trail to possibly be an improver at four and come back over here and, you know, set things running off for the Godolphin outfit there and in a nice fashion. So it'd be uh, Blue Trail for me each way, you? Stay, didn't hear a single word you said then, mate. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better though, yeah. Yeah, maybe they think this is the time to catch him, you know, like if there's, if there's a group race to be won with him, maybe it's first time up, he's got he's got the ground that he's won on. Um, the foot Ryan, um, the two, well, so. You're right in terms of maybe maybe first. Yeah, uh, your voice is so much better, Steve, when you're leaning forward like that. Keep it up, but yeah. the way to it. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the next race, stay over over at Newmarket tomorrow. There's a horse that I want to touch on in the uh, first race tomorrow. If you want to have a look at that, it is the 150. It's the condition stakes, and there's a horse in that race that I think could be um, quite talented. Um, it's a Kevin Ryan horse, and while Kevin Ryan does not have the you know, the best strike rate, particularly with his two-year-olds, uh, sorry, three-year-olds here. I think he's something like only four winners from 70-odd runners. Um, he won't send, you know, when he does, I don't think he's sent any of this calibre because I think High Royale is a is a very talented individual. You know, he's really looking forward to this one this year. The debut run was put well behind him when he when he really used his long stride in action to power up away at Earth second time up. I remember Kevin Stott getting off on board off that day, and he also said that you know he couldn't he couldn't pull the horse up. Um, it was just a, a huge engine engine underneath the body there, and they were really excited about him. They put him away. He's coming back as an exciting three year old going forward. Ryan Moore's booked on to the tomorrow. He's around three to one at the minute, and he'd be a quite a decent bet for me tomorrow. Did you uh, have any opinion in that first race, Steve? Anything um, you've had a look at in there? Sorry, can't hear you again, Steve. Since City of Kingsland's second appearance, but apart from that, I'm a bit in a dog for some reason, right? I think Luke Head of Simon that one on debut uh, on the All Weather, but apart from that, I've just been watching brief. But yeah, for me, but if you're keen, I'll definitely be watching. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm particularly keen on tomorrow. Anyway, we'll move over to Wednesday next, and we're going to have a look at that Nell Gwynn Stakes, which is always, you know, a, a very, very taking race to have a look at for the week. Um, it is littered with talent usually, and uh, I'm just looking at the betting here, and the betting has not come through. A man, oh yes, it has now. Coppice is was a well, very, very. You know, eye-catching, uh, pulled and forged clear at Kempton on debut. You looked at Philly that was, uh, you know, she was full of potential that day. She's 7-4 at the top of the market. Furry Crossy was uh, well beaten by Marge in Dubai last time over a mile. Uh, form from last year puts her there with a real chance, though, now dropping back to seven furlongs since that um, mile uh, run in Maidan last time. Girl racer who showed a real turn of foot at Wolves on debut in March. Luke's and I want to keep your eye on the inner space was um inner space was very taken at Kempton in the novice at the end of last season. You know, it's uh he you know, sorry, she scampered away, didn't she, to win by three lengths. Again, another who could be anything smaller waist oasis for Jesse Arrington. Interesting jockey booking. Um 
that horse was running well for the Grassic team before being um, bought out and, and sent to Jesse in October. A bit of a lacklustre run last time. Has to step up on that. Uh, and then you've got the Chievely Park run there and Carsavina, who was you know, also impressive for Clive, Clive Cox last time. Uh, where are you going here in this one, Steve? There's a, a lot of potential in this race. Stay your mic's gone again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, that's a lot better. I say the dogs say so you sort of heard something about this cop piece last week or so, didn't you? Or did you read something? Or? Oh no, that was that was a different horse that. That's a different horse that one, mate. All right, okay, yeah. So cop piece seems to be this week's sort of pigeon catcher, doesn't it? Yeah. The first couple of me of the year on a on a run, she's she's got any sort of amount of potential, you know. She put 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 away a very nice Godolphin filly called uh Whispering Dream away quite easy on debut. Who subsequently beat a nice Sir Michael Stout relative of Baybridge called Stormy C, who has ended up uh, later in the week. Uh, she could be a class above these, but uh, but the value's gone. Do you know what I mean? I know Gosden has a good record in these, but the fact he's got two, obviously he's happy with. You wouldn't be worried about him having two in a race. Like any, any, it wouldn't matter if one was twenty to one or two to one favourite. Anything could win. Do you know what I mean? With him on it, but. Um, yeah. uh, Potentially, she could be. She's been a flyer in the in the in the one thousand market as well. I think she was around a twenty five to one shot last week. I think she's down to around ten. So someone fancies her somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cara Savina is another one that you said uh, she looked good, nice on debut. She was ridden. She was ridden like a nice fit as well. She was dropped out in her maiden. She come through with a lot of confidence and really quickened up. And she also has that benefit of. With it being at headquarters where with the new market experience, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not normally a lover of those early season types that run this race that have got four or five runs under their belt. I'd much rather be on like a Coppice or a Cara Savina where you've got a horse where there's more potential, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You've got, you've got a few of these of, who were sort of like running at Royal Ascot and uh, that early on back last season. Frankness is another one who's, she's run four or five times. She looked good, but then she completely bluffed her lines in the in the, in the male stakes at the Ledger meeting. Mm. Um, behind uh, Polly Pat, who was quite an impressive winner there that day at a massive price. Um, another who's, who would, I'd normally go against because it had so many runs was Barefoot Angel. She only had the four, but she had two early and then two late in the season. She looked mm. really good at air uh, when she won. It was a group three race there at the, uh, the Air Gold Cup meeting. She then went to a red car for the two-year-old two trophy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she was dropped out last that day behind another Ryan horse called uh, Cold Case. Cold Case was the favourite that day. Cold Case had previously won a big sales race at Doncaster. And he was also third in the gym crack. So it was pretty strong form. But Bertha Angel was, uh, she was stung last coming halfway, around the halfway mark of that race. And she absolutely flew home. She finished fourth. Um, which I think, even though it was a, like a two-year-old trophy, I don't think it was a bad race on paper. I think you got horses like Cold Case, who potentially are, could be Patton Company, do you know what I mean? And um, I think she's, she's a 20-to-1 shot here. And the fact that she's an older horse as well, she has a turn of foot, it wouldn't surprise me if, if she got a good position, whether she could be coming home quite well in this race, you know? So, for me, Barefoot Angel would be a 20-to-1 poke. 
Ooh, that's a big shout that day. Uh, yeah, I can see where you're going with that. On that two-year-old trophy, it, was, it wasn't a bad run, was it? And Richard Farry wouldn't be one who sends him down here for no reason, would it? Um, yeah, but the time before, in, in the list of race at air, she beat, uh, she beat the Lauva first and second as well. So. Yeah. Um, well, definitely the second also was Ryan. Also, I'm trying to think what my favourite was. But, um, yeah, that form ain't too bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite familiar with the Helberine... Um, line on a uh, copies uh i was just having a look at it before helberine and you know we've um i was interested to see that calyx was in uh that breed in there so you can see that she's a half sister to calyx um yeah. is copies so i mean calyx was well known for being six set six furlong gst that's right yeah well calyx calyx won his debut at the new market meeting about two yeah. weeks before royal ascot yeah well She's anything. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah, beaten. Yeah. And that was it. I retired him. I think. I think Coolmore bought him. I think. Um, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, if Coppice has got any, you know, Co Coppice has obviously there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there? And she's now got to go and show that on the track, and you know, hopefully she can do because she did look quite special at Kempton on on debut. So I'd probably be siding with her in, in this one, actually. You know, with the breeding side of things as well, being half half sister to. Calix, um, there's plenty of improvement that could come at three, so yeah, I, I'd be signing with the favorite in this one. Copies myself, um, and your selection for that one stay was Barefoot Angel each way, Barefoot Angel each way, and that's 20 to one port there from Stephen. Uh, we'll move over now, Steve, because we're coming over to Thursday now. We're going to look at the Abernat Stakes, which is um, well known for being you know, like a sprint race. Were the early for the one of the early season sprint races, isn't it? They can set it up for you know the ones going forward later in the season here. And you know, there's some interesting runners, you would say, with creative force in here. Uh he brings very, very solid group one form into this. You know, last touched off in the last last scene when touched off in that breeders' cup sprint, you know, didn't go to Maidan this year. So I think that's that's an important point there, I think, because when he went to Maidan last year, I don't think we saw the best of him. Emma Artiana was just in front of Creative Force last time in that breeders' sprint. She looked, uh, sorry, he looked a, a shade unlucky there. Uh, Got to be winning one of these before too long, you know, always been, um, you know, coming second and close thirds and things. But I think, you know, later on in the, we in the week, with the weather being as dry as it is, this horse would generally want it to be a little bit more softer than it might be. I mean, I know it's soft at the minute, Steve, but you're not due. There's nothing due down south, is there, for the next couple of days, and it's quite warm, isn't no, it? Yeah. Quite nice, so yeah, that, that was quite yeah, so while it's soft, yeah, while it's soft at the minute, you could probably see it drying out to being good later. I think, you know, we want a bit of juice in the ground. And, you know, early on in the season, if Kevin Ryan's got this one, you know, ready, and there is a bit of juice in the ground, you know. Emirati and it could could be one that you would side with. Uh, Eras should enjoy the ground, but you know, last run was you know a little bit disappointing. I know it was on heavy, uh, it was pretty poor, and he probably need to raise his game to feature here. Fast response, you know, she gets the fillers allowance. She performed with real credit last year. Fast company filler, you will appreciate it if it stays 
you know, with any soft in the going, but you know, it might be drying up for her as well. I'd like to see that horse maybe if they can take the horse to France this year, because I think there's some good races for her in France. Garris is another one who won the Oranges last year at uh, Deauville before going back to finish third behind Highland Princess in that Morris de Geest as well. She'd want to, you know, probably improve a little bit this year. Sorry, she he'd want to improve a little bit this year and probably need another one who needs a bit of soft in the description, you know. There's, it's wide open this one, Stephen. I know that the uh, form lines with you know Creative Force are very very strong, um, and I, I like the fact that this horse didn't go to Maidan this year. Um, is he the one that you'd maybe be signing with this, or will you be looking further down the field? For me, he's one of the worst. He's probably one of the best bridal horses in training. Where you go back through his form at two, three, even last time, he doesn't find anything, does he? He's got back ends, but he really doesn't find a lot. He won, he won a free runner race last year, the end of the season, good stuff around at Newmarket. I just wonder, I think with Eras, I think the only time you might catch him is where. Jim, if Jim puts him in front and just slowly, slowly, slowly tricks him in, winding it up and, and pinches a race, I think as soon as push comes to shove and you push under the bed, I don't think there's a hell of a lot under the bonnet, do you know? Uh, yeah. Emery Art, Emery has been a really good horse. Uh, she won the, won the Haydock Spring Cup in a couple of years ago. Uh, creative force, or seven, so, so, so consistent. Doesn't really run a bad race. Um, uh, Garris has been second in this. Seven years old now. He still sort of hasn't really done it for me. Jumbies and horse. I know Andy quite likes quite quite a lot. He was on it a few times last year in some of the big handicaps. Mm. Going forward, he might be a progressive one where there may be a little bit of improvement to come. Uh, of the rest, I don't like him much. The miles clear, and um, I think great force for an horse. Does finish second, third, and fourth a lot. Not not ungenuinely. I just think he's he's always at the table, and I just think he always bumps into one. I think if he, if he can't win this, he's probably going to struggle for the rest of the year. I think he should be winning this. Yeah, I think hands down he should be winning this. I like the fact, stay like I mentioned, that he didn't go to Maidan this year. Uh, I, I I like the fact that they put him away after you know uh, Keeneland and he's been placed in July. Cups, and he, um, yeah. Diamond Jubilees. Did he win the jersey? Or was he second that year? Uh, he's, yeah, I think he was second that year, wasn't he, in the jersey? He's a solid, solid horse. Yeah, seems to run against the other good dolphin things, uh, Naval Power or something. But I know he won the Derby. That, he won the jersey. Sorry, he beat Neville Brown. Yeah, he, he, he was second uh, Goodwood um, in the Lennox. That was it against uh, uh, one of the other good dolphin horses. What was it? Blue Point was it? Was it Blue Point? Maybe wrong. No, I was actually thinking about it. It was a race with Kim yeah. Ross and somebody else. Oh, was Kim Ross. That's it. Yeah, Kim Ross. My bollocks on the um, Chavely Park Philly for uh, Haggis. What was it? Um, Sacred. Sick. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. She's off yeah. the radar this year. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the player is or where she's still in training. But um, yeah, yeah, Crate Force, we should be winning this. And it doesn't yeah. mean he will, but if he. Six to four. If you're going to win a race, he's got to be. He's got to start winning here. Yeah. Uh, same for me, Steve. I'll go with Creative Force in that one as well. We'll come on to 
The last race that we're going to look at over the Craven meeting on Thursday, which is the Craven, um, it's for the Colts. Uh, very interesting race this year. You know, loads and loads of, of potential here with ones who've only had two, one, um, even three runs. Um, and, you know, it's wide open, I feel, Steve. Do you feel it has that kind of vibe about it? Yeah, it's not... Um, it doesn't excite me like previous years where you might have a Guinea's... Yeah. In his favour or a potential Derby but um, do you feel that this mysterious night at the top of the market who's five to two, you know, five runs and doesn't really excite me in a sense that horse no, at all? Not at all, no. He won his he won his debut well. We then got beaten he was beaten in the July stakes, I think, down Persian false uh horse that we liked last year, but was just mm. badly campaigned by the Hannons. They just kept running him. But like, they yeah. could have had a nice yeah. horse to go forward with this year, but they just they kept trying to nick a pot with him, you know. Um, which I understand, you know, you get a smaller yard with like normal owners where where you where you're chasing the money, but he, he was at every gig when he was at Royal Ascot, he was at Goodwood, he was at the July yeah. meeting. Um, and uh he was then third mysterious night, wasn't he? Uh, in the champagne at Goodwood behind Marban and Holloway Boy. Holloway Boy is, is a nice horse. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. He won a Cheshire one debut at about 50 to 1 or something. Mm. But um, Marban then went to the uh, Beresford on national stakes with Stone Last behind the uh, the Joseph horse, Al Riffer. Um, mm. and, then, and then Marban was well beat in the duo. So, Mysterious Knight, although he went abroad and nicked a couple of races, his form's pretty strong. His, his form over here doesn't, is, not, is nothing outstanding. Like Mabel yeah. Power, another one. Looked like a world beater on free runs on flat tracks, but then went to the cra uh, went to the Juris as a four to one shot and was six behind Chaldine. Um, he beat a, he, he burst a blood blood vessel that day, say. Did he really? But he yeah, looked yeah. really good for that, didn't he? Um He did, yeah. Does does Buick have the choice or how does it work? I, I I'm not sure actually how it works these days, but i generally feel that Buick has the choice. Um I think you know. I'm, I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I'm sure somebody you may be watching. Um, I spoke to a guy a couple of weeks ago about something like this. But when they burst these blood vessels, obviously there's there's treatment that you could have. But sending them out to you know like places like Maidan where naval power you know went can really help a horse like that. Um, so I think that this horse might come back stronger this year. Yeah. So he's obviously he's got a fitness advantage as well, isn't he? So he yeah. he ran 83 days ago. Um, of the two Godolphins, that would be the one I'd like. Um, I wouldn't have thought either of them would be tra troubling the judge in the Guineas unless Naval Power completely was under the weather in the Jurassic and we still haven't seen the best of him because he was mm. he was impressive before that. He was really impressive at York, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Um, and then you got the unknowns like Mustabshire of John Gosden's. Uh, mm. He won a Kempton Maiden uh, going away by four lengths. He, he looked pretty ready that day. Um, Gosden can put them on the all weather during that time of year. Can really, you know, can put a really nice horse out there. Yeah, classic winners. You name it. Like he's not worried yeah. about what time of the year or what course. Well, you know, look at the breeding. Mustabshire is a half brother to Mustadaf. Mustadaf, who, who improved significantly in the three, looks a very promising part to me. Yeah, Dark Angel produces good milers as well. You know. Yeah. Um, and the other side of the bar, we say you wouldn't have thought the ground would be an issue uh, at all. Uh, five to one. Mm. Night, another one, Simon Christford. Uh, looked good twice. Ridden, ridden like a good animal as well. I like to see a two year old drops out and come through. And 
he'd done it twice that way, uh, quickening up really well. Um, very high in the action. Very yeah. high in the action. Do you reckon that's going to be a hindrance in the market? Uh, not not particularly, you know. No, it could suit when they hit the rising ground, couldn't it? Um, yeah, it could. Really I, grab I, it. I do, I do, I do often think though that those long, those long striders with the high knee action struggle on go, going uphill. That's what I've always felt. I thought I feel you need a a quicker striding or a short striding horse to get up there quicker. Mm. That's how that's yeah, always been, in my opinion. He's running a few this week, Christmas. So whether they're ready now, they're trying to get out of traps quick. You don't know, but it'd be interesting to see how a few of these go. Um, we had a hot pot today at Red Red Car that completely flopped. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Finished last. He's getting back by some good money as well. He obviously got a lot of connections from when he was a Godolphin man. So there's a lot of people got a lot of faith in him. But um, yeah. Paddington's an interesting one. I always feel, I say it year in, year out. I think whenever Aiden brings one over here for this meeting, it's normally a sighter. You know, he's got he's got the big battalions at home and he just, he'll throw this in to see how it goes. I'm not sure if he's got one in the field and stakes tomorrow, which is like a little bit of a derby trial. He normally yeah. throw one in out to see how they go. But Paddington, um, Huntington was good the last twice. I was really impressed with his win uh, last time. I think it was at Nevin or Nace or somewhere. Um, yes, yeah. It was a handicap, that, wasn't it? It was, but he done. He got the job done well. The ground was pretty soft as well. And when Ryan got after him, he, he put, the bed to, put the race to bed pretty easily. Um, yeah. Who knows whether he'll run or, or whether, like I say, it's just a sight. They've got they've got a little big bear in uh, August Rodan, haven't they, at the top of the market yeah. for him. Yeah. So... Uh, the Foxes, an eight to one shot. Uh, was nothing outstanding last year, but then he went and won the Royal Lodge. Um, I don't know, I can't take that form seriously. Um, the Dolphin had a horse in that called Silver Nut, who was really, really tatted for the Derby before that race. Um, mm. It was four runners, they were spread out like washing. It wasn't, it just wasn't a proper race for me. And, um, I'm not knocking the winner, he got the job done. He just, he just. He handled conditions better than any others. Um, I'd like to see him do it again before I fully trust the form. I'd like to see uh, Silver not come out and see how that was as well because yeah. his form was quite good before that. Uh, indestructible uh, for Carl Burke. He's, he's a 12-1 to 1 shot. He, he probably wouldn't be without a chance. He, had, he ran behind Chaldean a couple of times, didn't he? They were only yeah. small field races, but uh, I know Andy's a big fan of this also. So he'd be one to watch out for. Cairo went to Dubai last time. Um, is he going to run here? I don't know. Um, his form looks all right before that. I think he won at Dundalk. Yeah, I don't think this horse will run. I don't think no, Cairo I thought, will run. I thought the Maidana idea was maybe a Kentucky, Kentucky Derby sort of. Yeah. See how he goes on, on the dirt and travelling, but um, didn't run well at all. But I don't know you want a selection, didn't you? Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing really down the market. Although Finn's charm was, you know, quite impressive at Musselburgh, wasn't he? And he was tried highly last year, so I think yeah. he could maybe run into a place. You know, Charlie Johnson's hit the ground running, and I thought Finn's <coughs> charm was very impressive last year. Um, just touched off a couple of times, and then you know, come out of Musselburgh and won in the style of a very talented horse. You know, he's probably going to have to improve again here. You know, but it's not beyond the realms of you know possibility. So. Um, he's 20 yeah. to 1. I think for me, if he was if I was to a bet in a race, I'd probably be watching brief, but my stab shield would be the one I'd probably go for. I, 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 
I'd be the same with you, Stay. I'd be on, I'd be in there with you with that one, Stay. Um, yeah. I don't think it was electric on Deb, but he won well. But what he'd done is he won going away. He won with authority. Yeah. There was a lot of power in his performance. It was yeah. 155 days ago, so he's had a lot of time to mature. Mm. Um, he's sort of he done it from up in the van as well. So you know, I'm like with this new market. I don't think you can do anything from too far behind here. You know, so yeah. If you're up in the van and you you got a little bit of ability. We're asked, I'd probably go with the Crystal Dolls because I like the way he's dropped out. He's got that turn of foot. He's a he's a traveller, but I just think if you, you drop an all out in a, in a field of maybe 10, 12 runners, I think you're you're relying on a lot of luck. Especially, no, I, I agree. They're going to come up the near side row as well. So if you are good enough and you and the front ones don't stop, you've got to come down the centre of a track, and that's a that's a real disadvantage unless you're a flying machine. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, Steve, with Mustabshire. I was very taken. Um, wasn't exactly fancied on debut, it seemed, as there was a, a few, you know, lower in the market that day. I think he went off at nine to two, something like that. Um, yeah. But it's it's not, you know, it's John John Gosden on the all-weather during the World 3. He always introduced some decent, decent and talented, you know, three-year-olds when they're two at that time of year. And... For me, it just it just smelt of a really really taking performance, and um, you know, being you know a half brother to somebody like Mostadaf, who really really improved at three, um, it's a very promising sort for me going forward, and uh, he's he's the value for me because he could be anything at five to one. Um, you know, you're taking a bit on trust there, but you know, I'm not particularly, you know, after the. I know Naval Power went over to Maidan and, and did it well there, um, but I'm not taking with the mysterious night form as well, as you mentioned. I think the ground's going to have dried up a little bit for Knight, who's got that really, really exaggerated high knee action. And like you said, Steve, he likes to come from the rear. And Naval Power is probably going to be, I think we'll go off favourite on the day. And I think you can see something like, like I mentioned, you know, um, yeah. the Charlie Johnson horse, Finn's charm, taking them along from the front here because he blitzed the field at, at Musselburgh and then, you know, just just stayed on well. So if you can just sit off that pace there, I think you've got, um, I think you've got a really, really, you know, cracking race here. I think it's it's not exactly scintillating, I feel, um, but it'll be interesting for going forward. Yeah, over the years, you know, you look at there's going to be group winners in that race. Maybe group one winners. Maybe not. Maybe not as much as going back from 15 years. But look, some of the pedigrees just jump off the screen at you. You know. Yeah. Last year's winners. You know, Charlie's won it twice. He's what? He's, I think he's won it four times in the last three years. Has it with? Um, well, Matt yeah. Matt Holden last year. Um, Marshall the season um, a few years ago. I remember Massar winning it um, a couple of years ago, but I can't remember. What was what did you say? Which one did you say? Master of the Seas win this. Master of the Seas, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I remember it being about 10 years ago where Richard Hannon used to farm the race quite a lot, this one. Um, yeah, I think Tormore definitely won it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the good old days. Yeah. Cheers, Dave. Uh, yeah, Moss for both me and Steve in that one, um, five to one at the moment. Uh, that brings us to the end of the races that we're looking at this week. Um, have you got anything else that takes your fancy, obviously, on those few days, Steve? I mean, I've, I've already alluded to one in the first race tomorrow that I quite like earlier on. Um, is there anything else that you've had a look at this week or is there nothing uh, standing out? I'm looking at the maidens, but only just for excitement. I've got no, no 
I'm looking at a load of look at a load of blue bloods, which she could be anything, but there's an old school passenger that runs in the Woodbin for Michael Stout, Ryan Moore's books, Stavros Niarkos colours, uh out of Ulysses. Um, mm. she's like that, they look they jump out at me, so I'm, I'll, I'll be watching all she's like. There's also there's another stout old school stormy stormy seasons related to Playbridge. He was second to Whispering Dream, which is a nice Godolphin filly I said about earlier. He's double entered. He's got he's entered on Thursday and again at Newbury on Friday. So it'd be interesting to see whether Stormy Seas comes out. But yeah, this is where all the big all the big boys come out to play now. So yeah, should be lots yeah. to look forward to. A lot, a lot to record and watch over and watch over. You'll you'll see all she's finishing eighth, ninth, tenth. That will be coming out and winning races. Yeah, it's a good meeting for re-watching things about this one, isn't it, Steve? Definitely. Yeah, fantastic. In particular. Newbury on Friday and Saturday as well, exactly the same. Yeah. Loads of three-year-old maiden races, all the top yards, all the, all the top people, you know. Um, Starting to salivate, Steve, yeah? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you unearthed a good, a good one Year. I think this this was the meeting where you mentioned Desert Crown Shield, wasn't it, Steve? Well, unfortunately, it was on Twitter Spaces. And, um, oh. Never done it live. And we done a Twitter Space just after the National. And we we stuck up three horses each, me and Andy. But yeah, Desert Crown and Yeah. The only other one I'll mention, Steve, is in the 410. Um, Ryan's on board in this one. Um, it's doing the 410 on Thursday. Sorry, it's the I think it's the Phillies um maiden stakes. It is uh, Ryan's been jotted up to ride a horse called Prepence, who I've got down as one of my 10 to follow this year. Um, you know, Prepence she was beaten at ridiculous odds at Chester at some point. Yeah, she she was there's no real excuses there, but you know, before that she was second to the Rockfell and the Phillies Phillies mile winner commissioning. She's surely got a three a beautiful three-year-old campaign ahead of her. Sister to Hedman, who, you know, impro obviously improved with distance. Um, so I'm interested to see here. They're starting her off back at seven here. Do you think she could be one who gets a mile, Steve? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe even more than that, do you think? Maybe more, maybe a mile too? Uh, Oh, I didn't hear you there. Stay, say it again, lad. So he says the Kingman, so it'd be plenty of speed there, but it does produce more some, some of stamina. Like that, the King's best mare as well. So King's best was obviously a Guineas winner, mm. one of the what a brilliant Guineas winner. He beat Giants Causeway, I think, the year two thousand. It was just a shame that injury struck him down, but he was he he had he had the stamina for it. He was favourite for the time he got injured just before, yeah. and then got injured yeah. in, the, in the Irish Derby and retired, but. Yeah, she looked. She could be on commissioning. Commissioning's another one who's has been retired, isn't she? Uh, yeah, the one, the one that beat Prepence on debut. So just looking going wrong in this game. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what happened. But, uh, I'm not uh, sure either. Second time as long as I just didn't run its race. Um, yeah, probably I just didn't. Yeah, possibly. It wouldn't be the first one, but it's a fluffy lines there. So not, not at all. Uh, she's done a she's done. I don't think she's done any harm though, you know. Like she can come back bred to be a, a better three year old anyway. So keep an eye on Propense in the 410 on Thursday, uh, with Ryan on board. Should be an interesting race. That one, um, I will just say a couple that Andy sent me here. I don't know there's only one Andy, um, 
has mentioned one that I'll put up on the screen here called American Sonia, who is, you know, obviously going to, I think she's entered at Gowran on Wednesday. Um, so keep an eye on this one. Jeez, uh, Joseph O'Brien's the trainer on this one. He said, uh, Luke's a smart filly to go to war with this season. Pedigree may question her over a mile, but she shapes that as if she get it. She will win good races over seven, entered against older horses at Gowan on Wednesday. So, yeah, please keep an eye on, on that one of Andy's. I will say some others that he's just sent me through. He's been typing them through to me as we've been talking. Um, you might have something to say about these maybe as well, but they are the Irish horses, I think. Yeah, stay. Gustavus Weston um, is a horse that Andy's going to be following this year. Eye-catching the Curra on Sunday. He looks set to win a handicap before the summer's out. He's a former Group 2 winner who will take advantage of his reduced mark pretty soon. Um, another one is Thoughts of June, who's a four-year-old filly who won the Cheshire Oaks last season. Um, and then something clearly was amiss in the Oaks. Um, it's significant that she's returning as a four-year-old. Um, do you remember that horse, Thoughts of June, Steve? June, vaguely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, not, not really, yeah, but I do remember it vaguely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a few others, one for you. A bit left field, this one. My, my Prospero. Um he thinks he's going to say this is the champion stakes, wasn't it? Um, yeah, this, this is a oh, bold yeah. shout by Andy. This one because he's this is the bold shout. He says, Is my pick to be one of the top rated European Colts by the season? Then, yeah, well, I he got squeezed about Furlong out behind Adair and Baybridge. Mm. Um, you know, I'm like, I've got the bias side, so I'm not going to say he would have beat Baybridge, but. He sort of come there challenging, and the, the door closed. Um, and then at the line, he was he was coming. Did he finish second or did he finish third? I can't remember. He finished, but, uh, he finished third behind them. Yeah, he was he was a bit inexperienced yeah. there, wasn't he? Yeah. I thought Baybridge was still in the way at the line and probably probably could go a mile and a half. But yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a great race. It was a great race, and my Prospero is probably was probably the, one of the most least least exposals in the race. So. You could probably yeah. find more improvement than anything else that was in the race. Like a day here is just an all we all love, but just yeah. a trying to turn him into a speedball. Like he won the derby for Christ's sake. Like it just <laughs> getting back over a mile and a half, you know, riding properly. Yeah. Two more from Andy before we come to the ones that you sent me anyway, Stay Just beautiful. That's another one. Um a uh, Moigler owned horse here again. Significant that she's staying in training after, you know, an uninterrupted four-year-old campaign. She can win some good races this season. Hopefully, some group races there. And the last one. This is a horse that Andy's mentioned quite a lot on the podcast. Saint Lawrence. Um, he thinks that the horse could bag a premier handicap like the Walkingham this season. Drawn badly when Lassie. Yeah, he was uh, drawn badly when last seen in the Stewards Cup. He's better judged on the Palace House third or the King Stand six. So quite a few there. If you want to note these down, if you're listening from Andy, he's got uh, Gustavus Weston, um, who he thinks could uh, win a decent handicap this year before the summer's out. Thoughts of June, who's returning for a four-year-old career. Just Be beautiful, who's also returning for a, 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 a next season career, which is hopefully uninterrupted this year. My Prospero is his big shout for being um, European. Uh, top-rated European cult. Um, the last one is Saint Lawrence, who he thinks could win a big Premier handicap. And the one for Wednesday he's put up or put up on the bottom already, which was American Sonia. He thinks that there's some good races to that horse to win this year. They're the ones from Andy this year. Uh, Steve, you've sent me three, uh, four, three. Let's just go through your slip of the pen for John Gosden. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun one. Um, I 
just going to do his job on debut. Uh, it's a Queen's horse. Uh, a bit like Copies, but um, I just thought uh, potential wise, the way it ran, it, it ran green quite well enough. It's got a hell of a lot of percent. I've lost the bloody screen now with a pedigree, but um, <laughs> slip of the pen, King's horse, yeah, yeah. The other ones that race again the other week, so I always try to try the entries. Uh, he's in the family, he's in the derby, Dante and Derby, yeah. Uh, Struggling to hear you again today. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better though, yeah. Yeah, he's out of Night of Thunder. Uh, he won the Guineas for Richard Hannon. Uh, I don't know if you remember Kieran Fallon when he actually beat Kingman and uh, yeah. Australia was it, one of the one of the Irish uh, classic winners. But um, yeah, I think potentially wise last year, he looked like an also was going to improve and, from race to race. He won a little race at Kempton the other week, which I didn't actually see he was entered. But um, It'd be interesting to see where he goes going forward. If they do go down the Dandy route, I think he's an also uh, It's definitely mm, worth following. Yeah. Uh, Blue Stocking's a bit of a probably a bit more takes a bit more explaining. She won a little a little maiden at Salisbury on uh, with giving the ground. Um, he's a proper judgment also. She was really eye catching that day. Yeah. He's out of Emulus, uh, who was trained by Dermot World. Uh, was a real your, vo your voice has gone again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a Camelot anyway. Camelot out of, out of Emulus, who was trained by Dermot World. The proper proper judgment holes. Um, he was sort of unfancied on debut. Uh, she went off around nine, ten to one. It was a little bit of money late from about 12s or 14s, but. For most of the race, she looked like she was going to finish mid-division, but um, she got a gap against the rail late on in the race, and she absolutely flew when she saw daylight. Um, mm -hmm. I've no doubt she's going to improve an absolute bundle this year uh, when they tackle middle distances. Um, with Beckett, with him, you'd normally want to see it in the Lingfield Oaks trial with some of his better fillies. Um, but she, at the moment, she's only got a 1,000 entry and an Oaks entry, and uh, and an Irish Oaks entry, so it'd be interesting to see whether she gets uh, a late entry into maybe the Musidora or, um, or like I say, the Lingfield Oaks trial would be where I'd most likely to see her run because obviously horses like Alan and uh, some of these other sort of <clears throat> good Oaks fillies, he would normally send them to Lingfield. So Blue yeah. Stocking's one I'm really, yeah. really keen on. Um, uh, the other one... Sorry, uh, uh, Desert Crown now, so Michael oh, Stout. Yeah. Crown, yeah, Desert Crown's it's, it's, it's a strange one to pull up because he's already won a derby, but this is an also it's only run run three times in its life. Um, he won his maiden at uh, Nottingham in like November time. Uh, he then missed plenty of work before the Dandy where he bolted up. He went to the derby with Michael Stout saying he was only he was nowhere near the potential of what he thought he would. He didn't actually think he needed to improve to win the derby. I know people are going to knock the derby form with Westover and Matthew Kayla and the other thing that finished second at whatever price it was. But it's all absolutely bolted up and uh, I still think there's any amount of improvement. He's out in the Faneuil. Uh, you think of Enable, how much better she got at four and poss possibly five. 
um, goes with giving the ground. I, I think this is a real, I think this is already a long shot for the Ark Desert Crown. Um, that one, it would work false back in the day, um, who was a derby winner who had an interrupted sort of preparation for the Ark. He, he won the derby, then got injured. Uh, and I think, I, I just think he's an awesome, they're really keen to. They're gonna, you ain't going to see him many times. You might see him in the King George or they might try and bag a mile and a quarter race uh, group run somewhere. But I think this is a real long shot for the arc already. I've, I've, I've been back at it 21. I think it's 12s already. Like, I know this time of the year you're going to get that usual Badini and all them sort of horses. But yeah, I think yeah. if they just keep him sound, I think we could see a real superstar this year. We didn't really get a chance to see how good he was after the derby. I think it's a shame. And um, the last one is El Suhail uh, of Charlie Applebee's. This is an awesome. I tried to win a derby. I tried to win a Guinness and a derby with him, I think. Um, he's tripless for three or four of his yeah. <laughs> years yeah. of his career. But um, they've tried everything with him. Um, and now they've sort of found, I think they've found his game as a sprinter. He went, he won, he ran in Dubai in January. And he bolted up uh, for an also been running over middle distances of a mile. I was shocked at how well he travelled. I know sometimes it don't always go so quick out there, but he then he then ran on World Cup night in the the Alquat Sprint, the six mile sprint. Um, I still can't believe he got beat. He, I've never seen an horse travel for a Group One race with so much ease. And yeah. he just poked his head through to lead half a furlong out, and then he just he sort of threw the towel. And I don't know what what happened. He just he was 1.102, uh, 1.12, I think, on the exchange in the run. And yeah. I just wonder whether there's a, a pair of blinkers might uh, be the key to this horse. But mm. I think the Diamond Jubilee asked on the Saturday of Royal Ascot is tailor-made for this horse. A breakneck pace. You have a couple of mad Aussie horses and Americans in yeah. there. Yeah. This horse is going to get a toe into it. And... I've just got visions already of this horse being in that race. I don't think it's even marked up yet with prices, but I think he's one I'm really looking forward to seeing with a proper pace. And possibly a pair of bloody blinkers on him. But, um, so, I, don't, I don't know what happened last time, but you watch, you watched that race back last time. You would have had your mortgage on it coming to the Burlong Pole. It was just, it was just waiting like for a gap. He's like he just went, oh, I'm in the front. What, what do I do now? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Stick a pair of blinkers yeah. on, like you say, or maybe a pair of yeah, so, yeah, blinkers would definitely sharpen him up. I think. Yeah, I don't know what, what target wise is there. Mm. It's a Duke York in there. The Danny meeting over six, whether they go there or um, I think Group Three at Ascot or Victoria Cup day. But yeah, there's Diamond Jubilee at Ascot. That'll be his target. They they know, they know how to win that race. Blue Point and horses like that you know yeah hopefully that's the target all right that brings us to the end of the podcast Stephen. uh thanks very much we've we've powered through we got through that microphone of yours anyway you just needed to lean forward a bit see that was what it was yeah i'm like the hunchback of notre dame there <laughs> yeah i can feel it myself actually and i'm even stood up uh listen uh are you you're not heading to Newmarket this week are you no i'm going to sound down next saturday so for the last of the jumps, believe it or not. But, um, 
So I don't, I don't know the market for me. Um, we're talking no, about the Guineas, but it's sort of up in the air. Yeah, I don't see me going. Yeah. We shall see. Well, have a good week, Stephen. Thanks very much, everyone who's watching. Yeah, no, it's good to be back, Chris. Oh, it's, it's good great. to be back. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Uh, nice to talk the flat, actually, because um, sometimes you just feel like the jumps gets thrown down your throat a little bit, but doesn't it, Steve? It's nice. It's back. A little yeah. bit of breath of sure, isn't it? And I feel it's like fun. we actually, I feel like with the flat, you get to, there's a lot more like, like, where will this, where will this horse go? What, you know, like a bit more like, oh, what are we going to see? Is, is there going to be, Something yeah. special and things. Yeah, if, I, you're I don't know if, you're not, if you're an anti-post planner like myself, then it's, it's more, there's more targets. With jumping, you're looking at Cheltenham races. Do you know what I mean? With the flat, you, you're already thinking about races like the E-board, the Wokenham, the Hunt Cup. And mm. it's, you're looking for things, you know, all the time. The Britannia with the three-year-old milers. And, well, I'd say don't yeah. always come off, but there's always something to think about, I feel, with the flat. And, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the classic generation as well, so... We always, we always want to see a superstar, don't we? So we do. Well, hopefully, we might see one this week. Um, I'm sure there's bound to be one. Um, hopefully, you know some of the ones that we've mentioned. Maybe Propense could, you know, put that two-year-old career behind her and you know see a, a brilliant three-year-old on Thursday. Hopefully, hopefully, High Royale does the business tomorrow in that first race because I think that's a very special horse going forward. Kevin Ryan, you know, as said that the horse has wintered really well. So I, I'm hopeful in that race, in that first one. Uh, it's just some good pointers, and it's good to watch the meeting. I'll have it on record and rewatch it when I get back tomorrow uh, and all yeah. throughout the week. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks yeah, very much for joining. Good. What are you going to say? Um, like you say, it's not, not a massive party week, but definitely watching, watching back. Yeah. Yeah, watching back. Lots of pointers, lots of pointers this week. Uh, thanks very much for joining me, Steve, lad. No, thanks, Chris. No worries. And, uh, that's right and uh, andy's on thursday andy's here he'll be doing you covering the scottish national meeting um which will be a, a nice it's always a nice a good meeting that's i like the scottish national meeting it's uh yeah I've, it's actually one i've never done that meeting um i've been to her it's a lovely course but i've never done that meeting maybe one that i need to do you know coming uh going forward anyway because the scots they love their racing they really do they uh, they yeah. adore it and gets very busy on them days as well uh yeah thanks very much Steve, and we'll leave it there uh happy week everybody i know it's a monday and i know it's difficult first day of the week getting involved in the podcast so thanks anyone who's joined in and watched us tonight and we appreciate it uh click that link click that subscribe button down below and we will see you on thursday when andy will be here i'm unsure he will be with but andy will be here on thursday and will you be here steve on thursday are you not here this I'm week gonna try. i've got lots of the work diary but oh, okay no worries yeah, the national's a national, so you've got, you got to be up for that. Of course, of course. Right, appreciate it. Right, we'll see you all later. Thank yeah. you very much. Goodbye. Cheers, Chris. Thank you.